0: Welcome back to another episode of the Online Course Elevator Podcast. I am your host, Joshua Lyon. Today's episode, we are doing something a little bit different. I am joined by Brian Orr, and Brian is a real estate investor, a business consultant. In a previous life, he was actually a DJ, and Brian is interested in building his first digital product. He wants to bring some of his knowledge that he's gained over the years To other people. And so he said, Josh, can I come on the show and talk to you about what I'm thinking about doing, what I've been working on, and maybe you can give me some consultation? I said, absolutely. That's what I want to do more of. So I'm really, really excited because we had an awesome discussion about where he's been, uh, what he knows, who he can help, and where he wants to go. So I really want to do more episodes like this. If you are interested in doing an episode like like this, please reach out to me either on Facebook or on Instagram at CoursesWithJosh. I would love to have more people on the show who are thinking about doing online courses and give them my advice, talk through their ideas, and really just help them get started because one, it's amazing when you can just get started. And two, it makes great content for the rest of you because somebody is going to have a similar situation as somebody else out there, and it's it's going to be super helpful. So today, I really loved how Brian and I got into a discussion about going from, okay, here's my idea, to actually building a kind of a beta product for other people to try. So I think that was super valuable. It's a little further in the episode, so hang in there. This is kind of a long episode, so I really do hope that you will hang in there. A lot of the value is kind of towards the end. And so, yeah, I just can't wait for you to hear everything that Brian and I went over. Okay, that's enough from me. Let's get into this episode. Welcome to the Online Course Elevator Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Lyon, and we're here to help online educators transform the lives of their students while also growing a business that gives them freedom and purpose in their lives. All right, I'm joined today by Brian Orr, and we're doing something a little bit different. We're going to talk about his potential product, we're going to do a little bit of back and forth and just kind of dig into it and and really talk about how he can bring value to his audience and, and how he can teach what he knows. So Brian, you've been in investing and entrepreneurship and consulting, you said, for the last 25 years or so. And tell everybody just kind of who you are and, and what you do.
1: Sure. My name is Brian Orr. I, I basically describe myself as I've been in making business mistakes for 25 years so that you don't have to and that's how i kind of lead my consulting business with that i consulting is is fairly new officially consulting is fairly new for me it's something i've done for quite some time i've always had the the desire to teach what i've learned i it's it's just always something that's been in me since i'm a kid i like to learn a lot of things and then i like to teach those things to other people i feel like that's when i really You know, kind of own that information uh, when I'm able to share it. I've done that for many, many years. I've coached, you know, dozens of seasons of youth sports. Like, you know, I always loved the idea of passing on the information. So, you know, how did I get to now? I started working as early as I can remember when I was eight or nine years old on my uncle's delivery truck, you know, riding shotgun in the summer and dropping off packages to stores, you know, like that kind of thing. That's probably illegal now. I don't know. This is years (laughs) ago. I started, I I fell in love with music. I I started to practice becoming a DJ at around 13 or 14 years old. Turned out I was really skilled in, in that field. And I took that career to I played in, you know, a variety of countries, cities all over the place, media, television, magazines. So I had a lot of success in that business. I learned a lot, you know, on that whole journey about marketing and branding. And a lot of this was pre social media. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm old, (laughs) or at least I'm getting there. It, you know, the, the skills that I learned, like interpersonal communications, negotiating international business, you know, how to do business with people in other countries. It's, it's a unique animal, especially when it's face-to-face stuff. And then, you know, even having to perform in other countries, you know, very, very unique kind of experiences that I'm very blessed to have been able to, to encounter myself. So with that, I've learned, you know, as I mentioned, branding, marketing, so on and so forth, strategy. And simultaneously, because I've never just had one thing happening, like most of us, especially today you know where long gone are the days where you go to a factory and work there for 50 years for a gold watch kind of thing so everyone's got their hands in in everything as did i and in that time i i went to school i got a degree in business in finance i had a variety of jobs throughout those years one of them was a, as a securities broker so i started learning more about finance and underwriting deals and from that I started getting more into investing. I realized that that's where I wanted to go. So I started investing in real estate. I started investing in businesses and really how the strategy, I'm sorry, how the consulting thing kind of came to fruition was I was just constantly being sought at for advice. Hey, I know that you did this. I know that you did this. Can you tell me about this? How did you do that? And it got to a point where people started consulting me to some extent saying, Hey, you should really, you know, think about pursuing this as another business angle. I think you have a lot of potential to do this and people will pay you for this. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how the consulting was born, where I was able to, you know, and it's fun for me because I'm able to take my creative musician, you know, music kind of side and my analytical underwriting financial kind of side, put that together and really be able to help small business, small business owners in in developing their strategies and and that type of thing. So that's where we are today.
0: Okay. Awesome. So would you say that you focus more on the small business? As
1: far as clients? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the reason is I, I feel like I align better with the solopreneur kind of, you know, maybe one to five employee kind of person where one, because I don't have HR experience. I was an HR intern once, one summer. I, I interned at, at Bank of America as a, as an, in the HR department. And that's about the, and I did flow charts the whole summer. So I don't really know much about HR. So with, with regards to managing employees and solving those kinds of problems, I, I don't like to speak out of turn and things that I don't have experience in. Sure. But with, with solopreneurs, uh, aspiring entrepreneurs people who are who who have an idea who want to start a business but they're not sure where to go how to start what they need you know th- those are the kinds of people that I'm
0: really able to help okay and so let's start with so your industry would be something like be business consulting you're focusing more on strategy and execution of of business of entrepreneurship how to get off the ground and you already know that you're targeting more of that solopreneur either they're either they're doing something right and they want you to come in and help them improve or they are interested in getting started and they need somebody with that big background focus who can come in and say well you should really look at this does that sound right yeah yeah that's pretty spot on okay okay Awesome. We got started on this conversation because you're interested in making digital products, right? You're interested in like taking this and scaling it via some kind of digital vehicle where either you're teaching a course or you've got a program or maybe a membership and you're, and you're expanding that you're, you're sharing that knowledge with a large audience, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. So
1: what, what happened was as I, as I came across your show, I was like, "Oh, what a cool idea because see, this is one of the things where where I don't think it's super unique to me, but it's instinctual to me and it's been been the at the forefront of my success is that I I tend to see things differently than most people or at least from a unique perspective. And then I have what I consider the the courage to apply it. So right. I can I'll tell exactly how this happened if that's all right with you. Yeah, go for it. I said, I was like, how do I make a course? Like, I was looking to try to learn how to make a course. So I found the podcast that said, we talk about people who have made courses very well. And I'm like, hmm, well, I can, I can, let me tune in and let me, like, that's one way to learn. And I was like, wait a second, you know what? I'm going to reach out to this host. I'm going to reach out to Josh. I'm going to say, hey, I have an idea for you. And the idea was, I've never made a course. I don't have a clue what I'm doing. So instead of me, well, not instead of, but in complimentary to me learning on my own, I said, What if I can just talk to Josh and we could we could do it right now? Like we can do it live or whatever, right? We can have the conversation because now I am an aspiring course creator, as I'd imagine most of your listeners probably are, Mm -hmm. which is why they're listening. And I said, Wouldn't it be a unique angle if we had that conversation? So we I sent the email. Obviously, since we're talking right now, you seem to think it was a good idea. Yeah. And this is the kind of, you know, strategy, right, that that has led to success for me, creating luck, creating opportunities by seeing things differently and attacking them in a different way.
0: Yeah. No, and I love that. I think that's something that too many people are afraid of. And I mean, even myself, it can be. It can be scary to test something that nobody else is talking about or tried, right? <clears throat> you have to really say, okay, I'm, I'm going to put myself in this place where I don't know if it's going to work, but I mean, what's the worst that could happen? I could have said, no, I'm, I don't want to have a conversation like that, but why would I, you know? So I agree with you. I think, I think you have to have the the courage to, to make your own luck a little bit. So I really like that. And you know there's a lot of information out there about this realm and I think that some people get so caught up in this very tactical, you know, first you first you create the product and then you have then you write the copy and then you you spend a bunch of on ads and and it's just this very like mechanical system. But for me, I've seen courses work where the creator, the face of the business Is what draws people in, you know, it it has to have that human piece in order to have the effect that you want it to have. Yeah, some people will buy your $47 course off of an ad or because they download your ebook first, and, and then they'll, they may or may, they may not complete it. But if you really want to have an impact on people, they kind of have to buy into you first. And so having that courage, like you said, to try these things, to put yourself out there is part of it. Because if you don't do that, you're you're not going to have the, the human aspect of, of teaching others. And so, yeah, I think that's really great on you. In terms of how you've already shared your knowledge, I know you have some content out there. I know you've been doing some things. Where are you at with that? Tell us a little bit about where you're currently living in regards to creating content and building an audience.
1: Sure. So as a DJ persona, I'm very familiar with uh, a lot of the content creation and, and that type of thing for many, many years. So I had a little bit of a jump start on that as I switched to people ever knowing actually my real name. That's a that's a pretty new phenomenon, pretty recent here when people see that I've changed my social media handle and stuff. And they're like, oh, my God, like I never even knew that you had a real name. Right. Like (laughs) it's been like the brand was pretty strong for quite some time. And at least certainly within people who knew me only knew me as as that. So with regards to the type of content and what I'm doing, I actually had to do a, a lot of content. Transitional content, like I'm not going to be doing music and shows and traveling and all that stuff anymore. Right but now, I'm going to start to tell you about the things that I learned on that journey and some of the stuff that I learned in, in 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 the the business aspect of it. And I want you guys to now learn from what I've done and and not just so much about the glitz and the you know that kind of stuff, the travel right. and whatnot. So that was first. First, I had to set the stage for the transition. Now, during and, that
0: stage, I, I just have to ask, did you lose a lot of followers during that stage? Did you feel like? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: definitely. Because it is, it's, it's, you know, you're talking about one thing and now I'm going to start talking about something else. Mm-hmm. And I played with it a lot of different ways. I created a second profile. I tried to migrate people to those social profiles. And, you know, it was just like, I was like, I'm not starting from scratch. Like I, I, I tried to do a couple different things and I basically said, look, I'm not going to be talking about music anymore at least not in a way that i was where i'm you know showing the kind of things that i was showing uh, on performances and whatever but i'm going to u- i'm going to use it and talk about the business side of it and if you if it's something that appeals to you you'll stick around and if it's not then I, you know no hard feelings i totally get it because you're not following me to hear me explain to you how to negotiate deals you're following me because i took a cool picture on a boat somewhere right <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's oh, what you to that I was DJing. You yeah, know? exactly. And I'm like, I totally get that. No hard feelings. So, so yeah, I, I absolutely, um, lost a, a lot of follower followers
0: and whatever. Um, and was your verbiage pretty much verbatim what you just said? Like, Hey guys, I just wanted you to know, I'm, I'm about to start talking about the business side of things.
1: Well, it was extended. So I kind of peppered it in a little bit. I, I kind of started doing posts like, seven things that DJs are really good at that you don't know that they're good at. Uh. And, and I started doing things like that. And I peppered in those kinds of posts. Like we're really good at branding. We're really good at marketing. We're really good at negotiation. We're really good. You know, these, these kinds of things, you know, reading a crowd, being able to work a room, like being able to curate music and being it like, but mute, you know, tied in the music side of it, Mm -hmm. but also then starting to show we have skills beyond just, throw your hands in the air like you just don't (laughs)
0: care right so (laughs) we don't know like we've got
1: (laughs) right so i was like let's let's so i started peppering that kind of stuff and um and then you know i actually it's it wasn't even one time i tried a couple of different times where i i changed my social profile but then i set up another account and retook my my dj profile so i didn't lose it Mm -hmm. and then I like put in some stuff and people were like, mm, you know, like that. So, uh, you know, I kind of uh, until one point I was like, you know what, man, like I have to just do it. Yeah. And and you know, it was just kind of an announcement. Like, here it is. Here's my real name. Here's what I'm doing now. I hope you stick around because I got some cool stuff that I'm going to share with you that I think can help you, whether you are a business owner or not, with regards to finances and economic freedom and you know, and plus I'm still like, I still think I'm kind of cool. Anyway, I got some, you know, I'm kind of fun. Yeah, right. So like, like, you're not just the DJ. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe I'll, you know, I'll still do some fun things every once in a while. So that, so that was pretty much that. And then I, and then I just like,
0: like cut it cold and just made the full okay. move. Okay. So, sorry. So you were, you, were, I cut you off, but you know, after now that you've, you've kind of made that transition from being a DJ to being Brian Orr, where did that lead you?
1: So with that, it just, I started, I'll tell you what, it was, it was a burden for a very long time, right? Like it was a weight on my shoulders. Every, like, how do I pose? How do I change this? How do I reintroduce? Like, so once that was cleared and it was officially cut and it was over, then I, I felt like I had this freedom to be able to just talk about, more than the dj stuff like i'm a dad you know married there's business um somewhat health conscious when i you know so there's there's a lot of different things about me that i never could share as the dj like as the dj i never posted pictures of my kids you know i never did any of that stuff i never po- posted pictures of my wife like you know it, Uh, I don't know. Maybe I did. I don't, I don't, I can't think of any, but you know, it was just part of the thing. It was like that the, the, the social image of this character has to act as that character or at least be such a
0: brand.
1: Yeah. Be presented as this, you know, the the jet flying. I mean, I'm not like a private jet guy, you know what I mean? Like the, 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 the the airplane travel city, whatever party, 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 party. And it, and it would be weird to see me like holding you know, a six month old yeah. baby in that same frame, you know, so but I did have a picture holding a pig in a nightclub. once. <laughs> so that was, yeah, somebody brought a pig to the club like an actual anyway, sorry, I got a, I think I got off topic. What were you? What were oh, we? doing, so you know, where did that lead you? Basically? oh, where did it lead to? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so once I was able to kind of cut the cord on that, and just just be Brian and talk about all the stuff that Brian does, a lot of my business stuff started coming forward on social and because there were so many observations and so many things that I wanted to say, but like, no one's going to listen to the DJ talking about that stuff. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: that was when I kind of started peppering some of that stuff in to try to introduce it. But when it, when it all the way cut, I just, I just flat out just started talking about business. And the more that I was talking about business, the more people from, from the social side, like meaning like not necessarily people that I knew, but that knew me or stayed with me from the brand or whatever started reaching out more and more with more questions
0: mm-hmm. i had
1: always been kind of a problem solver person for people in my circle people that knew me because they knew you know about my degree they knew about my other investments they knew about all the stuff people that actually knew me so hey Brian, i got a question about whatever so when when it came to social people started asking me more and more questions and i started answering more and more questions and it started to come to this place where it was like you know i think i can you sh- i can do this more and help more people so what do i do now and that's where the idea of consulting came in and when i started down that road like i did with the once i got to the point of creating a course i was like okay well how do i make the best business opportunity out of this and from from the social media I learned about, you know, the newsletters and from the newsletters, you know, top, like I know this marketing system, but you know, it's weird. It's like, it's so easy for me to tell other people about the thing. But when I'm trying to do the thing for my own self, it's like the painter's house is never painted. Right. Like, oh man,
0: you're speaking my, yeah, yeah. You're speaking (laughs) my language. I completely understand.
1: Yeah. So that's kind of what I was feeling. And I was like, man, I have no idea what to do. And I'm like, if I just, if I just turn my chair around and put on like my selfie camera, I would completely have the answer to tell this person what to do. Yeah. So that's when I started learning more about that. So I set up, I set up the newsletter, you know, I built my website. I I learned about, okay, well now I, I'm doing the same thing that I was doing. From a DJ standpoint, I'm trading my time for money. Mm-hmm. I'm doing, I'm showing up to play gigs. I'm getting paid. I'm showing up to do consulting. I'm getting paid. I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to trade time for money. So what? How do I do some evergreen stuff now? Mind you, I did know this about investing, right? I I I invest, passive income, financial freedom, all all of that jargon that you've heard, you know, around the internet. But so I knew about this. But I'm like, yeah, because I don't want to actually be a consultant and like having to show up at and do projects in someone's office or right. do consulting hours and trade that for that so what can i do next and and the continued exploration to discover the point where i can create something where i can provide value but it can live in an evergreen kind of space and not require my specific time every single time that's what got me to the idea of packaging everything into a
0: course and here we are. Gotcha. All right, thanks. I mean, that <clears throat> that was a really great picture you just painted because you definitely hit on some pain points that I think everybody faces. You know, the social media profile, the brand, whether it's your personal Instagram, and you're like, oh, now I'm going to start talking about business and everything. And I don't know if my friends are going to hang around for that, all the way to, you know, looking at yourself and being able to self consult because that's something that, you know, it's difficult for, for me too. And I think that's what masterminds are really good for getting a couple people in a group and everybody kind of plays, plays counselor a little bit to each other. Yeah. So, yeah. So you're in this place. So, so you've got, do you have a decent following? I haven't checked.
1: Yeah. I don't know what's considered decent. I, I, I'm really trying to move everything towards Twitter. So I had a decent following on Twitter, but it was so old. I mean, I was on Twitter in 2009 and I was not very active, but recently through, you know, uh, the exploration of the path landed me back on Twitter. So I'm doing okay on Twitter, like 1800 people there right now. My Instagram has something like 2000 something. My Facebook, I was on Facebook first. Mm -hmm. That was, I think, 2008. So my page on Facebook has like 7,000 people, but you know, that a lot of that is transitional stuff. It's like that. I, I kind of, my, you know, don't tell Zuckerberg. I, I don't know if that, like I took one page and changed it to another page. <laughs> right. So, so, you know, the audience is still there, kind of but mixed. it's not necessarily the audience that I need. Sure. Um, or that I'm or that I'm able to serve or is looking for the kind of content that I'm putting out now. So sure. the, so the social media is there and you know hopefully continuing to grow.
0: Have you made any efforts to bring those people from your social medias into your database for your email system? How's that how's that working?
1: Yeah, so that's going pretty good. I I went about it two ways. I started hosting a meetup and with the meetup, I was gathering emails from the attendees and okay. letting them know that, you know, by being here, you're be on the newsletter. So that that meeting. was – no, 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 in person. Oh, cool. Yeah, in person. So that was – you know, I did that once a month for, you know, six to eight months, something like that. And, you know, I kind of pulled back from that again just because of the time exchange, ROI on my time exchange just mm-hmm. wasn't really there. But I did get a good base for my email list, and I've tapped back into some of my old, you know, friends and so on. Like, hey, share this. This is my new project, so on and 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 getting people to the email list. That so the email list is doing pretty good right now. It doesn't do very well using the social media as a funnel to the email list anywhere except for Twitter. Okay. So Facebook has it like throttled. I can post something on Facebook and get anywhere from dozens to hundreds of impressions, just depending on whatever. All I have to do is mention that one day I might post an an external link and no, and the engagement goes to zero. So, I mean, mm. could be just my experience personally, but it feels like Facebook kind of throttles external links completely mm. or at least, you know, at least pretty extensively. Mm-hmm. And same thing, obviously through Instagram as Meta, it's the same thing. So I've gotten most of my audience from my recent resurgence on <clears throat> Twitter.
0: Yeah. So I don't know if you've noticed, but it's become kind of a a new tactic. It's emerged a little bit recently. Is that a lot of people will make a post and instead of saying link in my bio, they'll say if you want this, you know, leave a comment or or DM me. You know, guide or ebook or something like that, and so then they ha- on the back end they have something set up through mini chat where when a keyword comes in, it sends them a link directly through DMs. So that's something that that kind of circumvents that a little bit. I think it really helps. And the other thing is, I think that it's more about creating the content that drives people to your profile. Like like for me, I'm generally. I'm generally engaged with the content and then I'm going to go check out somebody's profile a little bit. And then if they have a link, I'm going to go check out what's in that link. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of like the third step in the process. So, yeah, I do understand like maybe, maybe not wanting to promote that link on social too much until. So here's how I think about social is I don't think it needs to be just paid or just organic because what I had a lot of uh, success with was doing a mix basically we do value 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 promotion value 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 and in doing that we would promote we'd just put you know 5 or 10 bucks behind every post just so that we're we're making sure that we're getting reach and we would target that to our current list for the value posts when it came to the promotion post we would target to our current our current followers plus our lookalikes mm-hmm. And that seemed to be really bringing people in because you're getting that mixture of organic and paid. And Facebook really likes, Meta really likes that because of course you're paying them. I I don't have a lot of like organic reach is still something that it's just always a mystery. You know, I mean, there have been times where I've had organic content kind of nailed down for something and it worked for a while and then it stops working. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't create you know, content. It just means that if you're able to put a little bit of budget behind it, you're generally going to see more engagement. You're going to reach out to some other audiences as well. And then driving them to that page and them seeing that you have a link is usually going to be the flow that I've seen work the most. How are you getting them? I may have looked at your website actually. Do you, are you using any type of lead magnet or, or, something they get for free yeah right
1: now it's just sign up for the newsletter kind oh of thing. okay Got yeah so so it just says you know as i mentioned earlier like i've been making mistakes for 25 years so you don't have to you know join entrepreneurs and creatives and so on and so forth here's the newsletter That's right so right. or you know here's the subscribe link okay. so i one of the challenges that i've been having with regards to the lead magnet and so on is, is just simply deciding on one. Yeah. Like I have, you know, 15 different Google docs open and canvas sheets ready and all of this stuff. And I just, and I always just feel like the one has to be the one. And I know it doesn't again, this is me like looking at myself. I'm like, it doesn't have to be the one, but, but for whatever reason, pulling the trigger on that, it's something that we alluded to earlier with regards to the confidence. I mean, perhaps that's, that's something where you just kind of need to take the leap Mm -hmm. and I'm consulting myself right now, but yeah, the, 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 what to actually do or, or create or put out as the lead magnet and then put money behind, or if you're doing ad spend or whatever and so on. So that's one of the, the challenges that I've had is just deciding what it is, what, what actual thing people are going to want to see, read, hear, whatever.
0: Right. No, I, and I empathize with you completely, or maybe I sympathize with you. I can't remember which one is (laughs) which. but so, so the challenge there, I think where that probably comes from is it sounds like you have a lot of expertise, right? You, you, you're consulting now, but you've gone through a lot of different business practices. Uh, You've done investing, you you bought real estate. It sounds like business investing. And for me, especially, it really helped when I realized I, I had to narrow myself down. I couldn't just, because I've, I've done, I, I'm a little bit like you, I've done small business marketing, I've done busy, big business marketing, I've done sales, you know, and it's like, okay, I really had to narrow myself down to the course creation. And then I had to figure out what levels of, of my target audience are within that audience. So I have the beginners and then I have the medium, I, I would call them the medium fish, they're probably making like five thousand to thirty thousand um, dollars or maybe twenty thousand dollars a month and then i have the large fish and they're well beyond that they're in that 50k to 100k a month range right and and those people don't want my lead magnet those people if anything they want me to consult them the medium fish they'll want my lead magnet but it's only they might want my lead magnet if they have that problem but most likely they're going to want to go on to like a course and then the small fish, the foundational people who are just getting into it, they definitely want my lead magnet. And then I'm going to try and give them as much value as I can on the foundational level for free or maybe for a few dollars or something, and I want to grow them into that big fish, right? And so it took me a while to really hone that in and and I'm I'm currently in the stage of building out the products for each of those levels mm. because it it did it took me so long and it took me actually doing this podcast to just put content out there and really it's kind of like self-therapy. Self you, you kind of have to talk it out with yourself a little bit and you have to engage with people and you have to learn from your target audience. So I would encourage you to find one problem that you solve first, whatever that is on your spectrum of business find or maybe you pick five and then you go out and you do the research to find out which one is going to be Mm. the best problem to solve and the the strategy I've seen used a lot is one niche one problem one solution for one year and Mm -hmm. you just oh and then one channel if if you have the if you have the attention span to focus on one channel which I kind of don't but You know, I mean, you know, you're going to make reels. You might as well put them on Instagram and right. on TikTok. You know? <laughs> and so, if you focus yourself down to that one solution, then then it will make it a lot easier to, well, focus on the one problem and then decide what solution you want to provide for those people. And that should make it easier for you to come up with your lead magnet because it. You can have you're right you can have lead magnets for a thousand different things but you've got to figure out the kind of person that you want to serve first and then you've got to figure out the problem that they have and the solution that you can give them and you might find that by doing some research and diving into maybe you already do this but I like to dive into Facebook groups I love to go into Facebook groups and just read everybody's comments I uh, search for some keywords and figure out what are people asking about? What are the problems they're having? And then that kind of guides me. Okay. Maybe I don't need to teach people how to market their course because they're not even getting to the point where they have a good course that they can sell and market. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely.
1: And uh, funny, some of the things you said. So I think just yesterday I wrote a tweet about the five problems or it might've even been my email this week. I was, I, I wrote exactly that the five problems that are consistent across all businesses that I hear more than anything I wrote that out specifically. So it's, so I guess I'm kind of on the right track of what you're saying. And I feel like I, I almost, I feel like I even have the course part down like I like my course topic down. Mm -hmm. So where I ultimately want to get people to, I feel like I have that, but, but it's not, I'm not, able to reverse engineer that path to, you know, where do they like, you know, how do I get top of funnel awareness and so on? And so, you know, all the marketing jargon that I'm sure you're very familiar with. That's, that's my sticking point. So I'm here. I know, I believe I know what the, what the, what the course topic needs to be and where I can probably deliver the most value
0: mm-hmm. It's building this bridge. Yeah. That's, that's where I'm kind of stuck. Okay yeah and that bridge the thing that holds that bridge up the pillars that it stands on are what the you know the actual problems that your audience has Mm. because each one of those little problems are a marketing opportunity they're a copywriting opportunity they're they're a lead magnet they're a video for youtube or or an instagram reel and so well, you know, I'm dying to ask. What is the topic that <laughs> you know, that you're wanting to teach, or that you think you can deliver the most value with?
1: Yeah, I I, I haven't quite nailed down the branding for it yet. Sure. but I, I'm I'm looking at calling it the testimonial toolkit. Okay, and, and what because that's that's the thing that's most native to the tongue of of business owners. Like, I need testimonials. I need reviews, right? And and what I think that it really comes down to is is a client relationship management and how to cultivate clients and and put them on a path. So here's the way that I see it. Do you want me to get into this? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, okay. So here's the way that I see it. When this this was something like with regards to DJ, DJ is a, is a DJ. I I never there's talent and so on. And, and there are people who, but there are people who are ridiculously talented that were never able to get out of their own basement. Mm-hmm. And I was not that, like I was not the, the super technical, crazy scratch trick DJ. Like my skill was in being able to work the crowd, right? Relationship yeah. with the crowd across different cities, across different countries. And this is pre, you know, Spotify top 10 lists and different, like there was none of this stuff. This was all like, like, I don't know, ground and pound grassroots kind of like, Hey, what's hot in Dallas right now? I have to figure it out so I can go down there and play in Dallas. But why the hell did they call me to bring me to Dallas Mm
0: -hmm.
1: of all, of all people in all places. And that's the thing that I was always really good at was building the relationships with, with people who hired me with, with the club owners, with promoters. And then this, I'm using DJing as the, as the, but this is through all business, right? Sure. So, what I'm, what I feel like I'm most able to bring in value is once you have, so, the, so let's just do a basic transaction. I'm working with a a doctor right now, and he's having, you know, lead gen problems, like you know, or more so acquisition, like he needs more clients. Everyone needs more clients. That's mm-hmm. what we're doing here, right? We need people to buy whatever it is that we're selling. So he needs more clients. So someone goes in and he and he does functional medicine. He treats ailments, non-surgical, right? That's his specialty. Right, so, right. you know, what is it? Naturally. Yeah, yeah. It's a holistic sort of thing. So he does plasma treatments and d- things like that, like ways to, so you don't have to get surgery. So, so people go to him and they actually... Can be healed, right? Like they can be better by what he does. But the thing that he's, that he's, when someone goes in and they pay him X amount of dollars and he does the thing, well, now, now they're even, right? They, I paid you, you did the thing, and now they're even. Now Mm -hmm. we're even. So, so it's nice to thank you, right? And that's pretty much it. And he's like, but I don't know why I can't get testimonials. I don't know why I can't use, like, I always have so many great stories and and healings so what i'm designing is the system to to change that that transactional that 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 single point transaction and create like you mentioned even uh, along with your your marketing value 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 Mm -hmm. sale or promotion or or ask or whatever so this is not completely unique in the space Many people, especially involved in marketing are familiar with this, but, but designing it in a way that these, that small business owners can, can kind of like really execute. So for him, for example, I explained to him, you know, now you're, now you're even, you're on this scale here. You're even, they don't owe you anything, but you still want something from them. Mm -hmm. So how do you get something from them? If they don't owe you anything, you have to give them more Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and you have to keep giving them them more and give them more and give them more. So for him specifically, I designed an entire automation sequence for his email marketing. You know, one week post shoulder repair. So, so so-and-so two weeks post, four weeks post, whatever the sequence was for, for this particular treatment. And here's, here's, let me tell you what to expect in the first 24 hours. Mm. Uh, Now here's some exercises that are going to, you know, help you throughout the week two and so on. Right. To a lot of business owners, this is like revelation. Like they're like, holy cow! Like, I didn't know that that was that like that I should be doing anything like that. I didn't understand the parity in the in the transactional relationship. I didn't understand that that I need to go overweight on value before Mm -hmm. I can ask for a testimonial so that they can they'll they'll feel the reciprocity, like and they'll want to deliver for me. And then to take it beyond that with regards to the course. It's not just about finding the way to, to, to get the testimonial. It's the entire sequence of prompting for, or, or, you know, nurturing them to want to respond to you, right? You have to create the, you have to create the idea that responding to you is something that they do. So you start with the first email. How are you feeling? Right? Like that kind of thing. So they, so it's not just like a blanket newsletter where you're just talking at them. Yeah. You're communicating with them. So now they're conditioned to want to respond to you. By the time you ask for the testimonial, they're so underweight and they have such a conditioned response to to respond to you that the testimonial becomes a no brainer, and 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 now you have to prompt them like what do you what what do you want them to actually say in their testimonial, and you, you know you guide them through that sequence, and then what you do after that, how do you leverage that testimonial one to create more business, and mm-hmm. two, how do you continue that relationship to keep them. So underweight, while of course, receiving tons of value, but so underweight psychologically that you can, you can almost curate them into an ambassador for your brand. Sure. And, you know, that's what I feel like I've been very good at over the years. And that's when I talk to my clients and they talk about lead gen or they talk about conversion and, um, Hey, should I make another reel? I'm like, no, don't make another reel. Call your last customer. That's what you need to do, right? Like that's what's going to be the thing. Yeah. Making another reel is not the thing for you right now. You know, for some mm-hmm. people, yes, at certain stages, the social media, so on. But for you right now, making another reel is not going to be getting you business. You need to do this process. So so that's really where I want to go with the entire course. Okay. It's beginning to end not even so much as to how the client got in your office, but from, from transactional point of, of, uh, you know, your equal footing, I paid you to do a thing. You did the thing we're equal. Okay. Now, but we know that referrals and and testimonials and all this stuff are are your best source of business, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, warm leads, however you want to phrase it, whatever, whatever it is. So let's, let's do that. Let's really, really, really work on that. And the best part of it is, 95 percent of it can be automated
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you just you just have to front load the work and get it all you know he has different body parts for his different patients and then of course there's like if then's you know it's week four you should be feeling great are you yes okay great now here's my testimonial sequence oh you're not well here's a couple of more training videos that can right so there's that whole thing that needs to be built in so it's a complex kind of system but but in from a from um from a principle standpoint or from, from a a theoretical, like it's, it's simple. It's just get the, get the people who have, who you provide a good service for to, to give you the testimonial you need and then become ambassadors for you. And I feel like I have an opportunity through my experience to be able to really like deliver that to people when I can speak to them specifically Mm -hmm. about their businesses. So is there a way that I can create you know, the, the evergreen, the course kind of product, right. I can teach that to people and they don't need necessarily me to be there. Now, if you want to, if it works for you and you want to call me and I can draft you a specific sequence based on, you know, your, your customer journey, that's, uh, that's consulting stuff, right. That goes into the other level, but with regards to the course stuff, that's, that's where I'm at. So I have my idea. I know, how where why when and all of that right. and then it's like okay well how do i how do i actually maybe i shouldn't have said the how i don't know the how of the course part how mm-hmm. do i make this into a thing that people are going to want to pay yeah. for so that they can you know put it into practice
0: yeah i mean i love it i completely agree with the with the tactic with the with the need having worked with small businesses you're right testimonials Reviews, all that stuff. I mean, it, it's essential because they're brick and mortar businesses, right? They have and even non-brick and mortar businesses need those, need that kind of social proof that that they're good at what they do. So when you are well, first off, you're working with a, a doctor right now. Obviously, mm-hmm. this whole process that you're doing with him, obviously, within what you can share because I'm sure you have like an NDA and everything, but I hope you're documenting it because as you document that process of, you know, today we're working on on this doctor's email sequence that's going to get him X amount of testimonials by automating some of the the post-care relationship, right? And so, I mean, that first of all is great content. The next question I would encourage you to explore is, how does that translate? Because obviously testimonials mean generally mean more money, right? Testimonials mean more shares of the business, whether that be word of mouth or online or whatever, which translates into more patients, but how are they communicating their need for, for these testimonials? Because it's like Henry Ford said. If I'd have asked if I'd have asked America what they wanted, they would have said a faster horse, right?
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so we have to we have to do this translation thing, where a, another business owner may be saying, you know, I'm not getting foot traffic. Why am I not getting foot traffic? But you're able to correlate that to, well, you're not getting foot traffic because you know people are checking you on Google. And when they check you on Google, you have no testimonials or reviews, right? So if you want testimonials and reviews, and then you can start solving that problem. And I think that's one path you might be able to go as you look for this lead magnet. Because if you could offer somebody, hey, here's five ways that you can get more testimonials for your business, or here's five ways to use testimonials in your business that will 5X your income, you know? Maybe maybe it'd help if we went through some of the lead magnets that you're thinking about using.
1: Yeah, so the things that you're saying, it's interesting because I've I've been doing things similar to that, but I've been doing them through my newsletter, and I've just been giving that kind of value away and not really looking at it as the magnet, which is why I haven't quite, you know, launched the magnet. And and every time I have the idea for the magnet, I just write. Write the newsletter about it, and then I just send it out to everybody, which is fine, uh, totally (laughs) cool. You know, I mean, so yeah, I think I think like what you're saying is is correct, and I probably need to then repurpose perhaps those newsletters and say, all right, well now I'm going to I'm I'm actually just going to pull this up really quick while we're on here
0: because you if you I'm you probably have some kind of email marketing system that tells you what your open rates are and everything Mm -hmm. like that. So, you know, if you've got a really, now it could just be your, your hook, but if you've got a really good newsletter that has been opened a high number of times, you know, it's just like social media content. If you do a great YouTube video and it gets a ton of views and comments and everything, okay, take that and turn that into a lead magnet. Same thing with your newsletter. Take that, turn that into a lead magnet. Now, the question is that I've worked with some course creators on is, are you getting enough traffic? Well, do you have enough people on your email list for it to be statistically, you know, valid, right?
1: Well, I don't know. I can read you the numbers because I have
0: it. Yeah. I have it here. Well, I'm not putting you on the spot
1: too much. No, no, I have it. I have it right here, and I'm and I'm and I'm all for this. I don't have any objection to telling you what's in here. Okay, so I sent out. I sent out an email a couple of hours ago to 752 people.
0: Nice.
1: And so far there's been 203 unique opens, which is 27%. And that That's was awesome. Okay, so I sent that out this morning. Prior to that, just scrolling down the my last email was 41%, 44%, 41%. Well, 44.2, 41.1. So yeah, so I'm staying right around 40% open rate. So, so there's a bit of an audience there and it's growing slowly, but surely. So so yeah, I think it's funny because it, like what you're saying, so, I, so I, I, I designed it as a lead magnet, but then I think like, man, I want to just write this in a newsletter. So then I skipped that part. I put it in the newsletter and now it's like, okay, now that it's what you're saying is now that it's working in the newsletter, revert and bring it back to a lead magnet. So then you can do it you know, your cold test. outreach. Yeah. You like cold outreach sort of thing to kind of bring people yeah. in after I've already done that. Okay. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. Use your, you, the great thing about having, I mean, you know, 700 not huge. It's, it's still in the small range, but it's enough people that you get a gauge of, of people actually want, you know, who's actually interested in this content and you should still, you know, they should still receive that content They've downloaded the newsletter, they've joined the newsletter. But yeah, bring that back, create a lead magnet, and then turn that into what drives people if into getting the newsletter. Hey, you know, download this lead magnet. And every week I'm gonna send you even more awesome content just like. Right. So
1: that's so that's gonna be, you know, audience growth and audience capture. Mm-hmm. And that kind of thing, I think we're I like, I like what you're saying. And I think we're kind of like on the same page with a lot of that needs to get to grow the audience so that I can then sell the product. Right.
0: Yeah. And let me, I'd love to like go into a little bit how those two things are aligned. Yeah, absolutely. What I've seen a lot of is you have an expert and that expert knows how to do a thing. And they say, I'm going to teach other people how to do a thing. So they create, they record all these videos. They spend a hundred hours uh, creating this course from their own brain into the into the camera, and then they go, "Hey everybody, I'm going to teach you how to do this thing," and nobody wants it, right? And so where this all aligns is that it's a it's a symbiotic relationship. You have to kind of do it with the audience. For example, the the biggest course that I've worked for was an art course and the founder of that art course started out teaching she started out by starting a studio in literally her barn in her backyard and just teaching local people what she knew and after doing that for a while <clears throat> they eventually transitioned online but that was her beta test it was a it was a long form of a beta test but what you kind of have to do is is say hey guys i want to teach you all my secrets about doing this one thing who would like to join a limited, very special, intimate, you know, six week training will be live every call it Friday or something. And I'm going to go, I'm going to spend an hour with you every week. And then you're going to have follow-up work to do. And, and by the end of this six weeks, I'm going to have taught you my entire process. And because this is my first time doing it, I'm only going to charge you a hundred dollars, you know, whatever, whatever that small amount is, maybe you don't charge it all. And you just say, if you complete the course, I just want a testimonial from you about how the course went. If you don't complete the course, it's a hundred dollars. And that way, that way there's between giving you a testimonial and getting the course for free, or paying a hundred dollars. And so the great thing about that teaching it live is that you get to adjust as you go, because you're going to want to give them as much value as possible. You're going to do Q&A at the end. You may end up spending two hours with them or three, whatever it takes to help them feel good because they're your, these are your first customers, right? And so the more time you spend with them and the more time you figure out, the more you'll be able to adjust and see the gaps in your teaching. And so you can either, you can do a couple of things. You can record what you're doing the first time or you can just take great notes maybe you record it and you go back and review it's it's up to you how you just need to make sure you're documenting what they're struggling with how they respond to the material basically anything that's going to help you make that final product does that make sense absolutely
1: that's a fantastic idea and i was not I'm not paying attention to you. I was actually taking notes here in my notebook. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: I'm
1: looking down away from the camera and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's actually a fantastic, absolutely fantastic idea. And and I was that person. I was the person who, the first person who you said, like would have done a hundred hours and been like, here's my thing. But integrating that with essentially the, my beta test, my sample course size and incentivizing them for one thing or another that they're going to receive aside from the value of the education, but also, you know, I don't know, whatever, I'll give them a t-shirt or something. I don't know. Something that's, that's that's my DJ brand thing, right? (laughs) I'm throwing out free t-shirts. Wear me everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) I get the Canon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so uh, man, yeah, I love that idea. I'm absolutely going to put that into play once I, once I then or first develop, the course itself like the training material itself
0: what i've seen work is a loose structure obviously you gotta you gotta have a goal right and so if if your goal is if you're teaching golf if your goal is to shoot under par well you got to work your way to that goal and you have to have a loose structure of how what you're going to teach and you might even out you would even outline that to the beta testers and just like i said be ready to adjust be ready to shift and and take questions and, and really try and feel these people out because the beautiful thing about teaching it live is that you you get to really get that human interaction and find out, okay, you know Susie really struggled with asking her clients for a testimonial. How can I build a framework for Susie to where she doesn't feel so uncomfortable asking for that? And then that just adds more value to the course. When you are ready to sell it, you get to have a landing, a sales page of you're going to get this framework and and, and this system and, and these words yeah. in my head, you know, all to achieve your ultimate goal of X.
1: Yeah, I love it. I love it. That's fantastic. Cool. Now, <laughs> now, now. now what's the next step? What's the next part of the plan?
0: Yeah, so once you have that beta test, you know, then you get to go make the actual course. Or some people do the beta test again. They say, "Okay, I'm not ready. I need to get some more information."
1: Let me ask you a question. Sorry, if I go. So, how do I get to that point? How do I get to the point of idea? Right, I I feel like I know what the answer is because I I have essentially had these conversations in real life already. I've narrowed it down to the top five. I know which one I feel like I can deliver most on as well as which one I think would convert the best because it seems it it seems like, you know, it's hard to like one, I'll give you some of the ideas. Like one of them I was going to do was a, a We're talking lead
0: magnets, right?
1: Yeah. Well, lead magnets in or course, like okay, sort of the same thing as to like, what is the thing that's going to attract attention or convert to sales? Yeah. One of the things I was putting together was a business readiness check where I talk to people who don't who don't quite understand what being a business owner actually means for example a technician who's really good at doing the thing now wants to start own the business of doing the thing and then they realize wait a second I'm no longer doing the thing now I'm sweeping floors and doing spreadsheets and right. I didn't want that to be what I was doing so uh, so I thought about creating something like that and but I didn't know if I, I, that feels more like a lead magnet than perhaps you know. Are you ready to to venture out on your own? Are you ready to start your own business? Here's a here's a checklist of things and or an assessment that we can grade or whatever. But I didn't quite think that that would be, let's say, the course, right? So yeah. there's like the top five questions, and 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 the testimonial thing seems to be what lines up to be the best. So now we've gotten to that point, and I'm like, okay. I, I I know the journey, but how do I now put put that idea to paper? Is this like, I use a particular platform, like a particular software that helps me do, do, you know, is there, are there, do I follow structures of what someone else says? Okay, first introduction, second, this, like, I don't know what is going to be the thing that's going to make it successful mm-hmm. with regards to the, composition of the framework of the course itself what do people right well how do they want it to be delivered what are they going to what before i even get to beta essentially
0: mm-hmm.
1: how, how do i get from idea to beta
0: okay so and this is all it, it all really kind of depends on knowing your audience and how they want to consume it right because small business owners are super busy because they, they are those people who did a thing really well, but oh crap, now I have to do accounting and I have to do HR and I have to do marketing and all of this. So in their case, it might be better to have some kind of, eventually some kind of audio course that they can listen to, almost like a an audio book, because you are going to have to get the commitment from your beta testers to even join you for an hour every what is it's probably going to be is like every Saturday mm-hmm. for them because
1: mm-hmm.
0: they're, they're probably not going to have time during the week. Some of them aren't going to have time on Saturday. And then you may want to do something that's easily digestible. You may even want a written course. People still do written courses. So that is something that you could actually survey them about during, you know, if you can get these, I'd say if you can get 10 to 15 beta testers, have some kind of feedback loop. The QA is usually the feedback loop is a QA during a live event, but I like to build feedback loops into my actual courses and my lead magnets. So before they can complete that, whatever it is, they have to give me feedback. And maybe it's just like a, what would you rate this? What could be improved? What else would you like to learn? but how are we going to do that with an audio course? And it might be that you use a software like Kajabi where they go in, they log in, they've got their audio lessons. And then before, and let's say before they get to lesson three, between lesson two and three, they have to com- complete a short survey. And that they just have to, you know, pick up their phone and they have to type that stuff in. I hope I'm answering this question right. Cause I feel like there was a lot in there.
1: Yeah. So, the, so, so I, I tend to talk a lot but maybe necessarily not narrow down the exact question. So here's the exact question. Okay. How do I get from idea mm-hmm. which I have to beta in in structuring like ah. the medium for one like you're mentioning, but also, you know, a course outline, a syllabus or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, how wh- I'm not a I don't I'm not a teacher in that way. I've never done that. So that's that's also a sticking point.
0: Gotcha. Yes, you know there's a whole science behind how you actually lay out the information. But what I would tell you is to not get too stuck on the science of it. I would say in fact, I can pull up a quick framework that I've used before.
1: Answer I know the answer For like, ask AI like as a default. Yeah, yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) But but you know I'm saying like, how do I know that the output that ChatGPT is giving me is the one that would be recommended by people who design courses? Like, is that the best way?
0: Yeah, and and you know it may not be. And what I would tell you is, don't stress that because I have worked for course creators who have made millions and millions of dollars, and they had no sound educational structuring to their Hmm. course except that it followed a very linear path from a to z okay you may say okay i want to make sure that when they turn on this lesson the first module is just my introduction to what we're going to be learning in this lesson and then the next module is going to be the first step of, of how to achieve this, and then the next step, and then the next step. Now I will tell you that when you're doing, this is not for the beta test, this is for your full course when you're recording it. Every module doesn't, like each module should be under about 15 minutes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: People's attention span starts to wane after, after, you know, that eight minute mark or something like that. So if you really have a complex, idea that you're trying to teach in one module. So you have a lesson and then you have a module within that lesson. And so each of those modules can be your small broken down pieces into how to achieve what you're teaching in that lesson. But for your beta test, you know, they're going to be there live with you. The energy is a lot better. So, you don't have to worry so much about losing their attention. You're going to be asking questions during it. There's going to be some back and forth. And then, most of the practice, I would say, create some documents for them to complete. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe it's some outline, some questionnaires. Maybe you just challenge them to achieve something in their business that week. You know, maybe you challenge them to purchase and set up an email. system, Mm -hmm. like MailChimp or something. And so, and, or whatever tool that you use for your, you think would work well for your system. So it doesn't have to be a written document. It can just be homework basically. Right. Right. But yeah, when you're doing that live, I mean, it's kind of just a bigger version of what you're doing in the modules intro, tell them what we're going to achieve this week, tell them how we're going to do it. And then at the end, do Q and a, does that Yeah. 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 Nice. Instructional Um, design. That's, that's what I was trying to, there are instructional designers that as you, as you grow, you could hire an instructional designer to help you really format the course really well. And a tip to that too, is at the beginning of your videos, do not say welcome to video two, or welcome to lesson two, or module two, just get right into it, because when you want to move those around, you'll have to go back and re-edit it.
1: And oh, interesting. <laughs> interesting. Okay, so I got another question for you. Go for it. How do you establish the differentiation between the value of your paid course versus free YouTube education or 99% discounts on Udemy or Coursera or whatever or okay. or even that do you even recommend that people put their stuff on on those types of platforms YouTube for for the for the marketing oh, the content yeah but with regards to like where they're selling courses are, are, are people you're suggesting that people do it on their website versus on one of those platforms like Udemy or Udemy I don't know how it's pronounced and if so what what how do they differentiate their high ticket sort of product product from 10 of them that are listed on Coursera or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't suggest anybody does Udemy or Coursera. The only times I've heard of that being successful is if it is a mini course promoting the overall business of what they do. Hmm. So let's say you had just like a small mini course that you put on there for $3 that was, could be a general outline, could be the first, just a tackling the first step. And then at the end, you're like, if you want more of this kind of content, visit us over at brianor.com. We've got more courses like this, right? So that, that can work as almost like a low ticket offer. But generally what you're trying to do, the differentiator is you. You know, You are the differentiator that they want to learn from you. What people want is to slowly get closer to the person who knows the thing. And so they start out with the free content like YouTube and your Instagram and whatever else. And then they go, oh, well, I'll download his lead magnet, you know, whatever that is. And then after that lead magnet, oh, well, I'll buy his $50 like mini course, right? And then, oh, well, now I'm ready for his full Mm. course where I get a free coaching session or something, or I get access to his community. Every every product is actually a ladder and you're at the top of it. So if, as you grow your business, eventually the idea is to actually have a top tier where people might do a mastermind with you. Mm. And they pay as much for that mastermind as they would pay you to consult them for a month or something. You know, there, right. are, there are people who get paid to be in their mastermind. And the people who join that mastermind have most likely worked their way up through the products. And they just know that whatever this person says is going to work for them. And they're going to listen to it. They're going to take it as gospel.
1: So then are you suggesting that the path to success through course development is through audience capture and like personal brand, as opposed to like, seo and random you know just being out there somewhere like all of that uh, meaning like that's where the the coursera kind of thing would be right somebody would just search how to get a testimonial and they would land on that page but that page that course is nine dollars and 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 if they landed on my page it's probably too low in the funnel for them to commit to the high ticket course so that would that would it would all start from the very beginning like that that would just bring them to my page where they first say, you know, get the first lead magnet and then the newsletter and so on and so forth. So the ultimate success comes from the personal brand and the audience. Definitely.
0: Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I've known lots of people who they just do the, that's what I was saying in the beginning, kind of, or referencing was the very mechanical. If you get your SEO like this and you, and you do this and, but then the course is just, it's nothing special. You are the thing that they're buying, and so if you make you the special thing, then you're always going to be able to bring people a little bit closer to you. So yeah, I think the personal brand is really the driver behind success for the online education space. Because we we pay what do we pay forty thousand dollars a year to to be at a top tier university and. We don't know these instructors. We don't know what they're doing. Half of them aren't even practicing what they teach anymore, right? Mm -hmm. And so having someone who we actually engage with, who we've watched do things because they've documented their process and they've talked about their clients and everything, the fact that we can get closer to that person is gold to us. And so we're going to work our way up through that product ladder to eventually get closer to that person.
1: Nice. I love it. Awesome. yeah i I think that you've answered like my direct questions that I have with regards to the course so i'm That's I'm awesome. like amped up to try to <laughs> get ready get hot. I'm excited and get thing for you, going. Man. Let me correct you on one thing my yeah. Brian orr is some guy in Canada who plays <laughs> keyboard. okay so uh unfortunately, like for me, you know, I, my DJ website was the front website forever. And I never thought that I would ever need my name.com.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So my website is actually the Brian Okay. The irony of that is that I'm obviously not the only Brian Orr.com since that's taken, but I was able to get the handle on social media as that. And I've seen other creators using that. So yeah. I, I was able to monopolize that. That social media space, that handle nice. across the board, and the domain. So I was like, eh. I tried like an X Y Z domain, and I tried a couple different yeah. things, and I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to use the .com, and it's it's the Brian .com, and it's the same as all my social media. So you know, there's consistency there. So anyway, that's a correction and a, and a plug at the same time.
0: Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go back and edit in the right before I said that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's all good. Or yeah, put the script on when the video won, you just put like
0: yeah. that. <laughs> Funny.
1: Funny.
0: Well, so let me ask you, you know, what do you feel like your next steps in this process would be?
1: Yeah. So I mean, if I had to kind of boil down these next steps, I think there's a there's a continual process of growing audience. So providing value through social media, especially through Twitter, for me, that's what seems to work best. I I do much better typing than i do talking okay and you know people resonate more with the things that i'm saying that way now i have i i do some reels and i do but i'm very uh, believe it or not like from the from the dj side one of the reasons why i love that and i've been talking about only djing i've done actually a lot of other things but for some reason that's that's leading the forefront of this conversation from the dj side like i like being on this side of the turntables and not out there with everyone else, so there's a bit of shyness that I'm trying to tackle still sure. to this day. I'm trying to grow my ability to do public speaking and that type of thing, and you know, create content machine in, in that way. So first and foremost, the the underpin is the is the the audience growth, and then with regards to the course, because that's what we're here for, right? I am I am going to start to design the what I believe to be the idea. I'll do some more surveying. I'll I'll talk to some other clients. I'll I'll put what I can on social and and see what kind of feedback I can get to to determine if this course is the thing that is going to be able to drive the most value for people. And if that's the case, or whenever I land on what what that is, I'm going to start building out the steps in from point A to point Z. I'm going to take them on their journey from this is the problem that you have. And then These are the results that you're going to get after you finish this. So I'm going to try to map map all of that out and then start doing some testing with regards to the process, with regards to my ability to communicate the topic and deliver the um, and and efficiently deliver whatever that might be besides just the conversation, the tools, the checklist, the templates, you know, whatever. So all of that, all of that work is going to go into place right now, or as soon as we get off the the call here. And then, yeah. And then with that, I think that it's going to, it's going to go this way to the point where I've landed on this kind of idea about the course. And then I'm going to jump back and do more of that. What, what is the top of funnel that I can set up from a lead magnet perspective to get them to ultimately want to buy this thing, which is going to be the high ticket thing. So Mm -hmm. I can't, I don't want to do some random a lead magnet that's completely irrelevant to the final product gotta make so sense I, right it has to sort of like somewhere align with with that and then I'll and then I'll you know continue to try to as much as I like to be super broad about everything continue to try to narrow myself down so that it ends up being that because ultimately the goal is to sell that stop doing as much in- person stuff right uh, make this content that is valuable, that can live evergreen or, you know, with iterations and so on. So, yeah, but, but that would be the next step to jump back to creating the lead magnets that are going to take them, the customer or my potential customer prospect or whatever you would call it to along that, that personal brand journey to get to the point where we can do the high ticket sale. Awesome. Sounds good. I learned it here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would encourage you to just from personal experience coming from struggling with some of the same things that you've struggled with a podcast has been great for me to practice getting my ideas out there practice speaking connect with people like you and and I'm sure you have plenty of business connections you could invite some of them on to just talk about their business and do consulting via the podcast Similar to what we're doing now, hmm. um, it doesn't have to necessarily be targeted towards testimonials. It's just good business content. Might be something that that helps you, and and as you see those podcasts grow, you're able to use that as some of your content where you're growing right. that audience, and then probably work out some new lead magnets from that as well. Just a thought. So, you've got you know you've got a good persona for podcasting. I think.
1: Okay. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, I'll I'll definitely give it a shot. I think that uh, yeah, it's 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 the content sort of that's the space, right? The space is if, if audience equals or or if the path to to selling digital product, digital course is paved by audience, well then I have to do what I need to do in order to get audience and that's content, right? So Right. So the more of that in 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 some tactical fashion leads to this leads to this yeah. and that's my own my own funnel for myself <laughs> right <laughs> right
0: and you may yeah. learn as you go more about what you can teach that audience you know that's the right. great thing is like as you put out content as you get engagement you you learn more about what they need and so yeah. you can then you can then shape that course and those products to actually solve even more problems so
1: right course number 2
0: that's right course number 2 <laughs> membership or uh yeah. mastermind or whatever you want to do. So Love it. Love it. Great Brian. Okay, awesome. This has been awesome. Thanks so much for coming on. I
1: I really appreciate the time. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate you accepting the the idea and the challenge to talk to somebody who's never done this before. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 definitely helping shed some light on that. So I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, it was my pleasure. I hope more people do it. So If you're listening to this and and you want to sit where Brian's sitting and just have a conversation about your ideas, I'd love to have you. If you enjoyed this track, you can check out the artist Mountaineer on Upbeat. The track title is Check It Out.